The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. There's a lighthouse on the hillside that overlooks life's sea. When I'm tossed, it sends out a light that I might see. And the light that shines in darkness now will safely lead us all. Second Corinthians chapter 4, let me read real quick. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we have received mercy, we faint not. Now, that was a sermon I preached not a, while, a week or so ago on the process, the, the process of success. We have a ministry, and because we have received mercy, we, we do it with all of our heart. And consequently, that helps us not to faint. We have renounced the hidden things of, dark, of dishonesty. I hope you've taken that vow. Have you ever got before God and renounced the hidden things of dishonesty? Somebody came to me a day and asked me a question, and it was, a, it was an honesty question. And I always, it's easy for me to answer those questions. Always be honest. Always do the right thing. If you lose everything, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. Uh, if you do that and you make money at it, it's called dirty money. And that dirty money will burn a hole in your pocket. If you get money by hurting somebody else, that money will burn a hole in your pocket. I wanna, I'd rather die a pulper in a little hovel and be honest than I would to be over across the street in a $5 million house on the canal and have it to be dirty money somebody else's, at somebody else's expense. Have you ever announced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully? All of that's about honesty, but manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world that blinded the minds of them that should believe not. That's why they don't believe. That's the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. That's what we're going to do this week. We are soldiers of the light. We're taking, as soldiers of the light, we're taking that light of the glorious gospel into some of the darkest places of Bonita Springs, San Carlos Park, North Naples Park. We're going into some of the darkest places and shining the light and saying there's a better way. Jesus saved. You can, have, you can have him as your Savior. You can have a better life than your mom and dad, uh, aunts and uncles. The light of the glorious God, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus our Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded, commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure. I love this verse. In earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God. Why are you imperfect? Why do you struggle? Because God said so. He doesn't want you to be perfect. He doesn't want you to struggle. Or he doesn't want you not to struggle. He wants you to stutter. He wants you to forget your lines. He wants you to come up here like Tom and just, you know, sometimes. Uh, be, why? Because that is to the glory of God when he does it. He does it. In spite of us, amen. He, he actually works in spite of us. 
Not because we're... I love it when, when, when <clears throat> Jehovah God tells the children of Israel, when you get in the land, you get all these cities and everything stuff, don't you think that God gave all this to you for some goodness you have? He says he did it, he did it for his own sake and glory. I love that passage. I'm like, yeah. You know, it's easy for us to beat our chest and say, God bless us because I was good. God bless you in spite of yourself. And uh, this treasure and vessels, actually the power may have gotten out of us. And this is the text, verse 8 and 9. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing in the body, uh, in, our, in the body of the Lord Jesus, that life also Jesus might be made manifest in our body. May it be so. For which we, for, for we, we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. This week, as a church, of Gospel Baptist Church, we're delivering ourselves unto death for Jesus' sake. We're exposing ourselves in every way you can expose yourself with liability for Jesus' sake. We are taking every risk you can take as a church for Jesus' sake. We're delivering ourselves unto death that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. You cannot avoid trouble in this life. The passage I'm dealing with is verse 8 and 9. You can't avoid trouble. No one gets out of here alive. Nobody gets out of here alive. If you stick around long enough, you're going to see people decline and die, 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 decline and die. First year I was senior pastor, I buried 12 people that I loved. Twelve people. Now, we, were, we didn't have that big a group when I first took senior pastor in uh, 1992. I think we had a, about 80 people. And, and our budget was like 80000 bucks. And, you know, we just barely were, were, were financially just barely, barely, barely making it. My salary was $30,000. Uh, when I took to church, I reduced my I was making 60000 secularly. And reduced my salary be reduced, took it for thirty thousand. Didn't know if I was gonna be able to make it or not. Told my wife, you need to work harder. Well, God, you know, God bless that. I was willing to give up sixty thousand because I thought it was God's will to be here for thirty thousand. And she kept getting promoted and promoted and promoted at Sam's America. She started making fifty-five thousand. So we just went like this. I thought, well, praise God, he does a way, he has a way. I never was comfortable with her making more money than I made, but I got over it. I got a little speech about that. Mine's yours and yours is mine. That made it easy. And don't take that now easy on that marriage counseling thing. You've got to wait a while before you do that little line. <clears throat> we must go through the valley of the shadow of death, every one of us. Death is, but death is not just a moment in time. It is a process, isn't it? The process is used of God to manifest his life in you and me. His, God wants to manifest his life in you. How's he going to do it? Death. The process of dying. The process of the corruption that we live in. The earthen vessel thing is the way God's going to cause you to see who he is and to trust him through the process 
Now, you can go through it screaming and not trusting him and miss out on it, or you can trust him and in quietness just lay yourself at his feet and say, whatever your will is, but I've got to know you. Whom to know is life everlasting. He says in 2 Corinthians, if you want to take your, your in, you're already in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you want to go back to chapter 1. What a chapter 1 is. Woo! Verse 8 says, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. This is the great apostle Paul and those who were with him, people that were in the absolute center of the will of God. This is the way Jesus treats those he loves. This is the way Jesus treats those that are in his will. This is the way Jesus treats those that are doing the right thing, right? Could you accuse Paul of being backslidden and being disciplined for this? Or would you say that God was trying to manifest himself in Paul and through Paul? This is the way he did it. He used trouble. But look at the next verse. We had the sin. It gets worse. We despaired even of life. Now, I, I'm trying to think if I ever got to that place. And I'm not sure I ever got to the place where I despaired of life. He says, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves but in God that raiseth the dead. God will put you so far down that all you got, all you can do is look up. Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver. Now there's a sermon there in verse 10. Chris, I want you to mark that down because that is past, present, and future. That's three points. Put a poem to that, a little illustration. You got a sermon. He delivered us, he doth deliver us, and he will deliver us. That's, that's as made up sermon as you're going to get, as good as the Bible gets. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10, 11, of course, we just read, that reiterates that, how Jesus' life is made manifest in our body because we're delivered unto that. The flesh and the lusts of it cannot be allowed to grow in you. Trouble and suffering tame the old man. In some degree, it beats the old man back and forces the born again believer to turn to the Holy Spirit for help. Only when we realize our weaknesses, only when we realize our utter hopelessness, only when we look unto Jesus can God actually be manifested through us. Even in this body, even in pain, even in suffering, even in trouble. These things are the vehicles for helping us not to trust in ourselves, but in the living God who made heaven and earth. When trouble comes, put your arms around it. Hug it and give it a kiss. It's your friend. I know something of what I'm saying. I couldn't have preached this 25 years ago like I can now. I mean, I could have preached it with a confidence because the Word of God is the Word of God. 
But now I get to preach it with a little experiential path going down the road. God allowed me to have some pain. I haven't had as much as some of you have had. But I had some pain. And I, I do know. I finally realized what it was. It was God trying to manifest himself in me, and I started welcoming it. Now, I'm not getting up, clap my hands, say, oh, boy, I get a migraine. But if I'm going to get a migraine anyways, I might as well thank God for it. It's going to be there, whether I, whether I hate it or whether I don't like it or whether I, I'm still going to have it. So I might as well say, thank you, Jesus, if this is what it takes to know you, if this is what it takes to have your spirit work through me, then I'm willing to have it. By the way, I used to think people had headaches were sissies. Oh, I hope you don't think that. Because God has a way of convincing you that ain't so. Paul, in his most personal, intimate letter here, opens his heart to us. He lays four descriptive phrases that show his struggles and ties them to a resultant victory. Praise God for that, amen. Let's go over them real quick. We're troubled on every side. He, he lays them far. He says we're troubled. What the word, I, I looked at Greek up on all these, and I mean, you can look them up or not look them up. It kind of expands the meaning. I'm going to give you the BIV tonight. That's the Bill's International Version. The word trouble can, can mean to something is too narrow to go through. In other words, you can't go through it. You're troubled on every side. You can't go through it. You're just troubled. And yet, not distressed. Uh, the, word, the word distress means uh, can't do it. it too, too, too skinny to go through. Can't do it. It's, it's almost a repetition of word. But he says, I, I don't see a way through. Are you in a problem right now you don't see a way through? I cannot see a way through. I'm troubled. I'm squeezed to where it's hurting me. It's, it's pressing in on me. It's cramping me. I don't see a way through. But not despair means, but make a way through anyway. I can't go forward one more day, but I'm going to go one more day. I can't stand this one more time, but I'm going to go one more time. How in the world did you get this far? One day at a time. My dad had gone through World War II and had seen a lot of bad things. He said, Bill, you, can only, you only can live one day. You can only live one day. Much as you want to do is scream and do everything, you're only going to live one day. Just live one day. Quit worrying about the future. Just live one day. He said every day in the foxhole, they'd, they'd dig a hole at night. The water would come up about halfway. They'd lay in that water on that tropical beach. And the, and the Japanese would scream at them and yell at them and, and bonsai charge them. And, they'd, and, and in the morning, they'd find a guy in his hole uh, full of blood and dead where he got stabbed or shot. And once in a while, one of them, one of them old bonsai suicide, suicide, suicide attacking is not new. And he said, you thought, he said I'd get in the hole that night and think, am I going to live through tonight? Am I going to live through tonight? And he said, for 30 nights, I had to go through that. Not knowing whether you live the next night. He said, Bill, it taught me to live one day at a time. Just one day, sweet Jesus. I can do one more day. I can't do two days, but I can do one more day. By the grace of God, you can go one more day. I've seen people come in and say, my marriage is so bad, I can't stand that no good bum. And by the time they describe him, I don't like him either. And 
I can't stand him one more day. And I say, you can do it one more day. You can stay with him one more day. You can stay with him one more day. You can stay with him one more day. You don't have to stay with him for your whole life. I can't stay my whole life. It's funny. You ladies oftentimes want to go to, down to the future. You're, you're living in the future too much. You only have to be married to him one more day. How many said amen? Okay, don't. You, okay, let me put it this way to you, very happily married couples. You only get to be married to him one more day. You only get to one more day. So that means today you better treat him real good. Rub his feet tonight a little bit, a little hot pack. I mean, you want your back scratched, stuff like that. Because they ain't going to be there tomorrow. There will be a day that will be true. But he says, I'm troubled. Word trouble means to, uh, too narrow to go through. Can mean that. And, and the word, uh, I'm perplexed, but not in despair. The word perplexed means there's just no way. It's not going to happen. Uh, but not in despair. Despair is another synonym of that. It's just, despair means it's over. It's terminated. It's, I can't, there's, no, there's no hope. So uh, the BIV on that is simply, uh, I, I am... I, there is no way that it, it's going to happen, but somehow yet there's hope. I'm not in despair. Somehow there's still hope. There's no hope, but yet there is hope. No good reason for it, but I'm just trusting God. Persecuted means to be pursued after. People are pursued after, but not forsaken. People are after you. Things are, seem like going wrong for you in every direction. You're persecuted. But he's saying, but God's here. God's here. I'm not forsaken. Not forsaken means God's here. He says cast down, but not destroyed. Word cast down, it can mean also to be knocked down, but not destroyed. Destroyed means to be knocked down. Knocked down, but not knocked out. It's a great rendering of that. Knocked down, but not knocked out. I've been in some fights where I got knocked down, but I got back up. I figured God would have to kill me to stop me. I'll get up as long as I'm able to get up. And brother, if you'll, tell, if you'll look at the devil square in the eye and say, you will have to kill me to stop me because by the grace of God and by his mercy, I'm at least going to get back up. I don't stand in my own strength. I don't stand in my own power, you tell him. We're standing in the power of God. Trouble on every side, yet not distressed, perplexed, but not despaired, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Man, oh man, oh man. After each conflict, he lists the, uh, the and my, my BIV on this is, I'm, I'm being, let, me, let me read you my paraphrased BIV, Bill's International Version. I'm being squeezed hard and see no way out, but I'm making my own way out. I'm followed by suffering on all sides, but God is here. I'm knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. I'm still in the fight. You could be in tonight, be in a marriage that's not happy, a marriage that is, you think, past saving. How many times? Usually by the time people come to the preacher, you know, both engines are on fire, the plane's in a vertical decline, and they say, is there anything you can do to help us? Get out of the way. Don't wait that long to come in to see the preacher. Don't wait that long to seek God's face. Don't wait till the planes burn both engines on fire. It's on a vertical decline. 
But they'll come in and say, there's no possibility. I had a woman come in and say, I hate my husband. I hate him with as much hate as a person can have. I hate the way he chews his food. I hate the way he, I don't know. She named some stuff unbelievable. I didn't like him myself. But she hated this old boy. And I, thought, I said to her, I said, now, didn't you one time love him? Oh, yeah, we first got married. Oh, everybody at the wedding is like, I said, well, you loved him. How in the world did you ever get to the place where you didn't like the way he chewed, the way he sound, the way he eats, the way he fixed his teeth, or all this other stuff that you described to me that just drove you stupid nuts? I said, by the way, you ain't no princess. Probably going to have a hard time talking to a man to ever take you again. Sorry, I don't have a lot of counseling appointments for marriage. Your marriage may be, you know, your marriage may it may be in bad shape, and you're trying, but you pass solutions, pass remedies. Knock, you're knocked down, you're stunned, you're dazed, you're on the mat. And God says through Paul, if you have anything left, there are solutions. Things can be better. It may get brighter. Though you do not see a way out, there is a way out. Though your strength is gone, yet you can have more strength. Uh, and you, though you ha- are not winning, you can be winning. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. Do you believe that? And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Faith is not sight. If you can see a way out, it's not faith. It's sight. God loves faith. He loves you to believe when there's no reason to believe. He wants you to trust when there's not one shred of reason to trust. He wants you to get back up when you don't see why in the world you'd want to get back up. The world's screaming at you to quit. Let that marriage go. Maybe next time you'll get lucky and get a new one and better one. The flesh is tired, exhausted mentally and emotionally and physically. The flesh says, stop, give it up. But the Spirit of God says no. No, says the Word of God. The battle is the Lord's. Just put one foot in front of another. Just put one foot in front of another. Much of life is living just that way. Don't live weeks ahead. Don't live years ahead. Don't live days ahead. Just live one day ahead. Just live today. Just get up today. Just do right today. Just love today. Let God manifest His resurrection life in you today. 39 years of ministry in my life. I can't imagine it's possible we've gotten this far down the road. You just read the Bible today. You just pray today. You just tell folks about Jesus today. And pretty soon you're down the road. 39 years. And you look and say, how can it be possible? 
Because it's just one day at a time, sweet Jesus. You can do it. You can win. Do right. Be pure today. Please God today. God will come. He'll manifest his resurrection life in you. The story is told of an old preacher had on his desk. And I'm going to get this. Brother Moon reminded me to get this. Wendy reminded me to get this. Alicia reminded me to get this. Everybody, if all three of you forget, Kathy, remind them to remind me. If you forget, Kathy. But I want to get this carved out of wood. I want to get a nice carving out of wood. This guy had it on his desk, if you don't quit, you can't lose. I'm going to get that on my desk. Everybody comes in, I want them to see that. If you don't quit. Now, Truman, I saw Truman, by the way. If it wouldn't be for Tom, I wouldn't have seen half what I've seen in the United States. He took me into Truman's office, which they took from Washington, and just transplanted it over there to Independence, Missouri. And he has that thing right on it. It said, the buck stops here. I don't want that. No, I want, if you don't quit, you can't lose. Though the buck does stop here. But if you don't quit, you can't lose. Oh, how many times we've quit just before God comes. We give up just before God comes. We get, and that's where the devil's at on all that. Tempted to quit tonight. Tempted to quit something, your marriage, your friendship, your job, maybe that God wants you to do, but I don't know what, I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe your teaching job, maybe your ministry job, maybe you're just, you feel like you can't go on another day, you can't go on another, I'm not against vacations, I'm not against R&R, &R, I'm not against recouping, there's, there's all of that involved in life, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about really quitting, I'm talking about giving it up, I'm talking about not doing it again, and you don't want to quit the good things of God, quit golfing, I'm good with it. Quit fishing, I'm good with it. Quit lobstering, I already did it. Quit drinking Mountain Dew, I'm good with it. Quit smoking, you should. But don't quit God. Don't quit the good things that God has for you because you can do it. You say, brother, I'm troubled, but you can make it. I'm perplexed, you can make it. I'm persecuted, you can make it. I'm cast down, preacher but you can make it. Now, those are written under the Holy Spirit of a guy that was about as low as a man could go. Not only did he suffer for Jesus, maybe more than any recorded human being we know of. Maybe people suffered more, but we don't know. But after he suffered the physical suffering that he lists in this book, it's just unbelievable to imagine. First of all, I can't even imagine getting beat 39 licks of anything. And then five, five times 39. I, I just can't imagine what that would be like. First time would be bad, but the second time would be real bad. And then all the other things he went through. But you know what really hurt Paul the most? After all of that, they said, Demas hath left me, having loved this present world. Every man has forsaken, and nobody stood with.
you know Paul's heart was broken. Here he was, a representative, had seen Jesus, been taught directly by Jesus Christ, and the people that had surrounded themselves around him at that moment at least, for whatever reasons, had to forsake him. And more than that, false prophets had entered in the churches of Galatia and said things that weren't true about the gospel and changed the gospel and perverted the gospel and added to the gospel. Oh, that would break his heart. Break his heart more than the chains, more than the bonds, more than the troubles. But on top of all this, he said, I have the care of the churches. But you know, Paul's the one that wrote these. You're troubled? Well, you're not troubled like I am. He could have written that. I said, amen, brother. I'm not troubled like you are. He said, but there's a way through. There's no way through. Make a way through. You're knocked down. Shake yourself. Get back up. Get back in the fray. Until Jesus comes and closes your eyes in death or welcomes you into that entrance that Peter talks about in heaven. And until then, stay your hands on the plow that God has given you and don't look back. Father, help us tonight. Forgive us where we even want to quit. Forgive us where we sometimes I get frustrated about things and where we want to step away from the good things that you put us to. Pray, God, that you'd help us. I don't know every marriage in this room don't want to know. But I know that wouldn't doubt at all that there's some, there's some brewing and boiling trouble in the marriages here. Wherever there's sin, wherever there's the flesh, there's sure to be trouble. Father, help us as married people that we would go to you and flee to you for our help. And God, I pray that you'd, you'd make the marriages, the gospel, the best marriages, a testimony of what marriages ought to be to the community. May, may we be here at gospel, love each other so much that people will know we're your disciples. Why? Because we love one another. God forbid those people would come in uh, criticizing and naysaying and, and argumentative and critical of spirit my God, blot that out. May we have a spirit of cooperation, a spirit of victory, a spirit of putting our hands in each other, our arms around each other and helping each other. Father, give us wisdom. May this next week be for your honor and your glory. Everything it does and whatever happens, we'll give you the glory for it. Thank you for it. We love you. Save some folks. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. If you would like to know more about Jesus and the subject preached on, please contact us at gospel at mygbcs.com or call us at 239-947-1285. God bless.